it's working. Hello, happy campers. Spike. Chris. Show. Here we go again. Doggone it. Another, another month almost gone. Three quarters of the way through 2021. It's still a raging dumpster fire. Y'all stop <laughs> putting napalm on the dumpsters. All right. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty day outside. Sun shining. It's like 75 degrees and like no humidity at all. And... The leaves are getting ready to change, and we're here in the dungeon at Who What Where Studios in beautiful downtown Lucky Stop, Kentucky. <laughs> <sighs> Recording this for Schlugging her thing, so. How is it, Chris? How it be? What it is, what it was, what it will be, Christopher? It is what it is, it was what it was, and it's, it's the same. <laughs> same old, same, same old, old, same, same old, old, same old. Same old. Well, let's let's kick off this week. There's uh, found this out from the Svengooli blog. If you're not watching Svengooli every Saturday night, well, shame on you. It's on MeTV. You can find that just about anywhere in the country now. So it's it's worth it because last night was Blood of Dracula, and it was that rare female vampire centric, and American International flick. I was a teenage bloodsucker. It was fun. It's <laughs> over with now. But anyway, some information coming out. I don't know if you guys know who the Finn Man is. If I say Finn Man, who do you think of, Chris? Who do I think of? The Finn yes. Man? Finn Man. Well, I mean, oh, the Loch Ness. You think of the Loch Ness? Wrong continent. I mean, not not not. The creature, <laughs> the creature from the Black Lagoon. Loch Ness. Oh my goodness. Oh. Close enough. We're in the water. Oh. oh, oh. You, you did have the Finn part, okay. Okay, but anyway. I forgot. I was like, wait, Loch yes, Ness the, is the... The creature from the Black okay. Lagoon. I call him Finhead. Everybody <laughs> lovingly knows him as Finn Man, the creature himself. But the guy who was in the underwater scenes wearing that cut-awful outfit, trying to swim and do the stunts and all the other stuff while they film underwater... His name is Rico Browning, and it's spelled R-I-C-O-U, Rico Browning. And Rico is also the guy who created the TV show Flipper. So he's always, oh, been, wow. a, he's always been an aqua nut, we'll say. Wow, so that's the same guy, really? That's wow. the same guy. He was, he was also a director. He was in the sequels and everything. His, uh, Rico's daughter has, indicated, has made it known to Sven Gulli and his crew that Rico's in declining health, and she would like uh, his fans to send him some mail to cheer him up. So if you want to send him a, a letter, a card, a little thank you card, a get well soon card, a thinking of you card, whatever you want to do, you can send the card too, and we will. I will put this address on our Facebook page and on our YouTube page and on our Anchor page, wherever you get it. Uh, it's Rico Browning. Again, that's R-I-C-O-U Browning. 5221 SW196 Lane. That's in Southwest Ranches, Florida. 33332. I'll read it again so you can finish writing it down because you just could not be bothered to write down. Go grab a pen and a piece of paper before I even started talking. Rico Browning, 5221 Southwest 196 Lane, Southwest Ranches, Florida, or FLU, as the 
post office calls it, 33332. And tell him, send your love. <coughs> tell him you know about it. You've watched him on Sven Gulli and you've been a fan of his and that you flip out over Flipper. Just send him a nice, encouraging note. The dude needs to hear from, from Monster Mania, Monster Nation out here. All the consternation. So that's our good deed for the, the week right there. Get well, Mr. Browning. We'll see you on the flip side. Get see what I did oh there. Oh boy! You. Okay. Oh boy! Yeah. That was just horrible. That, that was, was asking that was... for it, but anyhow. So that's that, Chris. <laughs> yes. We are need we need some newsish stuff. You tell me, tell me some newsish stuff. What's going on this week that I can rant and rave about? Well, I got a bunch of news, and I got a really big news that I'll save for last. Yay! Right now, people are in shock, awe, and also laughing their butts off right now because of the new Super Mario movie uh, (laughs) coming out that the whole cast has been announced. The cast... against a demonic creature in order to rescue an innocent person oh an innocent soul oh my god what's christian about look look i'm sorry but princess peach is not innocent okay no 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 princess daisy is not innocent princess peach is princess daisy is a slut man that's the redhead she's that's luigi's name and you know he you know he pimps her out (laughs) So that concludes our Christian part of the broadcast. Go ahead. Uh, the cast includes Chris Pratt as Mario. It's a big uh, Mario. Yeah. It has uh, Anya Taylor Joy as Peach. Whoever. Uh, she was in uh, the Split and Glass, and she was also Queen's Gambit. Whoever. Um, Seth Rogen will be playing Donkey Kong. Yes. Yeah, right. I could see see him being a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Key and Michael Key is Todd. Toad. Toad. I said Todd. Toad. Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Yes. The little lackey. Yeah. Peaches bitch. Yeah. Uh, Jack Black. <laughs> yeah, we're in the explicit version this time, folks. Jack, Jack, Jack Black, Black is Browser. Bowser. Did I say Bowser? You said Browser. Did I say Browser? What is happening to me? Jack Black Browser. Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, I'm good with this. I know. Can we get... Shoot. Who would be Luigi, though? Oh, uh, I I didn't see it until the last moment after I uh, wrote it down, but he's from, uh, I think, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I think that's that's Uh, the one. They should have gotten Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's Luigi. Well, actually, somebody actually put a meme up there where it has Danny DeVito and the dude from uh, Sunny in Philadelphia saying, this should be Mario and Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlie Day. Okay. Charlie Day, yeah. Tom. Go ahead. Eh. You know what? You... Y'all can suck it, okay? Because, yeah, that's a that's an inspired bit of casting right there. Because Mario does have blue eyes. 
I don't know how well Chris Pratt can can mangle an Italian it's accent. Not like, real, yeah. Heaven knows the Japanese have been mangling Italian accents for how many decades now? True. <laughs> I mean, even though it's funny to think of the cast that they have, but at the same time, I'm I'm thinking of I was wrong on Sonic. <laughs> Sonic was actually really good. And yes, I am saying this. I know I'm going to get laughed at, but honestly, Dora the Explorer movie wasn't half bad either. <laughs> <laughs> it actually wasn't half bad. It was the, stupid. The, the, the wasn't movie bad. wasn't half bad. The concept of Dora the Explorer is stupid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Hey, you, you, here, here we go. You want to get some controversy going? Oh, boy. Miscast Chris Pratt as Mario, okay? Chris Pratt as Link in a Legend of Zelda movie. I, can you, know, you not see that? Dude, I can see that. I can see that, but also, I'm he's surprised... Not quite, he's not quite metrosexual enough. I'm surprised nobody has ever even done a Link movie or Legend of Zelda movie, period. Hands up out there. I, I want to see a show of hands. Be honest. How many think that the guy with the sword and the... The left-handed guy with the sword and the shield is named Zelda? Oh, there's probably a lot. <laughs> yes, I see them all out there in podcast land now. All three it's, of them. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we can Link? see you anyway <laughs> the girl's name is Link his name is Zelda that was a joke but yeah so it was a little joke a very little <clears throat> it joke was... a very very little joke yes <sighs> <sighs> okay anyway he's back behind the keyboard go man go uh, run lad so... run Break, break with, with the wind. With, with the whole cancel culture and stuff, Yay. Johnny Depp is literally asking <laughs> people to please stand up because he is still fired from Fantastic Beasts 3. Um, they're still making that movie? They're still making it without... I thought they'd already released that and they gave up on it and sent it straight to no. streaming. No? They're still making it. They still do not they're want still trying Johnny to... Depp, but yet they're keeping Amber Heard in Aquaman 2, which makes no darn sense because it's proven in court that the man was actually the good guy and she was actually the bad guy. But, hey, apparently... Oh my gosh, know. the abusive one gets away with something in Hollywood? No. <laughs> no fooling. Now, there's rumors that she is actually uh, facing jail time for <laughs> lying and... Uh, keeping evidence and stuff, so we'll see what happens there. Amber Heard sw sleeps with the fishes. Oh, oh, oh. I got, what? I got, I got, I got, what? I got. What? I can't wait for this next piece of news. Just, just blurt it out. Just spew it all over the place. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? No. Go ahead. Night Court. Is coming back to NBC mm. a reboot version? Well, not a reboot mm. version. It's actually a sequel um, mm. to the old Night Court TV series. Do, do, do. The show will do, star do, John Larroquette, uh, also uh, Melissa. Uh, yeah, Melissa Ranch from she's from uh, the Big Bang Theory. Um, she's going to be in it. Uh, from the picture that I saw, Melissa Ranch is the judge and. I guess John is still uh, a lawyer. So, yes. Uh, I'm actually excited about this. 
Do you get a lot of say that you're like, just a tad bit excited? The daughter of the late Harry Stone. Uh-huh. Most notably, former night court prosecutor Dan Fielding. Okay, let's see. <laughs> I mean, it's nice to see John Larroquette at work. John Larroquette, John Larroquette should never, ever be out of a job. He should always be working somewhere because he's John friggin' Larroquette. That's true. He's on the Paramount Plus is the good fight, but I'll forgive him for that. <laughs> uh, he was on the practice Boston Legal. He did a bunch of mystery shows there for a while. So, meh. He's with Brillstein Entertainment Partners, so I'm kind of surprised. He, John Larroquette must be wanting some time off. He must be voluntarily take, kicking back and relaxing, because if he's with Brillstein, they'll, they'll, get him to, they'll get him work if he wants it. He just has to go out and find it. I actually know who Brillstein Entertainment Partners is. I'm, ex I'm just, anyway. I'm like actually excited about all of this. It's, yeah. it's, it's like, yes, this is happening, so yeah. yeah I guess. Uh, it's not, uh, I didn't expect it to happen, but it is happening. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, what else? What else? What else? William Shatner, Captain Kirk himself, is going to space for real. That's right. Captain Kirk is going to space. To boldly go where no pimp has gone before. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Pimp and hand is strong um, with he the might, He might actually find a green female... Uh, alien up there somewhere. It depends on if he takes one up with him. She'll turn. Gr she'll that's turn true. green going sixty-six miles into space. <laughs> I think. Uh, they, I think they get floaty. Floaty. I was about to say floaty. I think they go weightless for about 15, 20 minutes, and then they come back down. But the idea is, you you're actually in space. You can say you're in space, and so although. William Shatner is the first living member of Star Trek. To reach outer space, James Doohan beat him to it because NASA made darn sure his ashes went into orbit after he passed away. That's oh, Scotty. Really? Scotty beat him to it, but of course Scotty beat him to it. If it wasn't for Scotty, half of NASA wouldn't be working there. So, Scotty. I love Scotty. McCoy's part of the reason I went into the medical field to begin with. I'm still grouchy from it, but anyway, <laughs> I've always been a, I've always been a McCoy guy. I still, you know, I've been watching Star Trek on Pluto TV. Get Pluto TV. It's really great. Um, and there is one episode that they still have not shown, and that's the one where it has a couple of members from the original Star Trek that comes to start the Generation episode, and they have to re like relive a certain uh, episode where they got into a fight in a bar, restaurant. Mm-hmm. With Klingons, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And they had, and to, they had like, to figure out the, a way to get out of the time loop. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I want to see that one again. And they have not shown it. And it's like, all right. But, to, be, anyway. to be honest, I've, I've tried watching the Pluto TV Star Trek channel. It always shows like the same four or five episodes. They do. So I don't. They do. I, and it's all the next generation. So I don't even bother. Thank you, Pluto TV. However, in related news, Roku channel has now put out uh, an app on Roku's anyway that offers live TV. It's kind of like their version of Pluto TV. It shares a lot of the same channels, 
but they also have some channels that uh, Pluto TV doesn't have. So is theirs free? And it's free too. So you can well, go to you, go. you can go go to uh, I'll look up Roku channel. I don't even know how you get it, but you can go to Roku channel. It has a bunch of on-demand free stuff, that, and they pull it from Pluto TV and a bunch of other partners they have. So hmm. so there's there's more than one option when it comes to to live TV online. None of them are broadcast television unless you actually go into Pluto TV and start looking through the the CBS local section. They do have local news from yeah, some of the larger markets. That's all they markets. have is the news on there. So, uh, yeah. Oh. So, anywho. So, just something to keep in mind. Roku's, Roku's got game. Yeah, Roku. Uh, so, Netflix decided to release a big bomb on everybody and called it Tadom. <laughs> Kid you not, that's what it's called. It's Tadom. I was like, really? They released a bunch of trailers that is actually uh, it's pretty exciting. Um, their trailer for The Sandman, based off of the graphic novel, was released. Mm. Trailer for Red Notice that has The Rock, uh, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot all in it. The Witcher Season 2. Mm -hmm. um, apparently they're doing Extraction, uh, the sequel to Extraction, which had uh, Chris Hemsworth in it. And in that movie, he uh, was like a soldier in another country that has to go in, capture this kid get him out of there before they kill the kid and kind of like yeah. what everybody had to go through with afghanistan and the bug out yeah yeah so which actually was a good movie because it was directed by a stuntman and it was some those are always how needham showed how needham showed hollywood that a stuntman can be a good director unfortunately hollywood doesn't really give stuntmen very much opportunities they should know better but Mm. Yeah, because they did one heck of a job if you ever watched behind the scenes of that one. Um, mm. Cowboy Bebop, which um, it's just weird to see all them in live action, period. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 and Cobra Kai Season 4. Which surprises the heck out of me. Uh, <clears throat> Netflix very rarely lets their originals go past go the past. first season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's true. They must be. They must really be getting desperate for IP if they're letting Stranger Things go to a season four. It, it's really weird, but mm -hmm. I'm all for it. I love Stranger Things. I love Cobra Kai, Cowboy Bebop. I really hope they don't mess that one up. Uh, it's too late. It's the scuttlebutt online is that they're doomed. But I, we'll talk about the scuttlebutt online online here in a minute when it comes to the Doctor Who news. But yes, there's Doctor Who news. Doctor Who news coming. Hold on, Doctor Who. Anyway, what else? All right, one more news, and this Yay. is the big one that I was saving. Disney is doing, is doing, oh my goodness. Yes. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Reverse that. Try it again. <laughs> Disney is suing. Stewie Griffin, yeah. Suing. Suing. <laughs> Damn it. Suing Stanley family. And uh, Steve uh, Ditko, because of uh, this termination thing that they received, basically, 
these people created these characters and you can use it for so long. It's kind of like renting something or whatever. It's like you got to notice, hey, do you want to keep this or do you not? Either which way, whatever. <laughs> so Disney got a termination notice about these certain characters. They started freaking out and says, oh, no, we can't have this happen. So what do they decide to do? We're going to sue them. How? I, I don't know. So because of this, um, characters like Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, and much, much more um, are in trouble. Disney does not stop and think. Instead of going to them and be like, yeah, we want to keep doing this. It's like, oh, this is like a threat. We need, we need to be on panic mode because, seriously, Disney did not think that they could ever lose these characters that is making them big money. They don't think that. But now they see that they can lose it. And, which is real stupid to try and sue Stan Lee and Steve Ditko because now it's like, oh, really? Well, maybe we should pull our shit, you know? <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. It'd be like, oh, you're threatening me. All right, well, you know what? You don't get to, to have it at all. So, yeah, that's happening. Okay. So, now that we've heard from the peanut gallery, let's listen to the grown-ups on this. Somebody who actually understands the legal situation here. Okay, let's... Yes, you. Fanboy over here. Fanboy who's actually looking forward to a Night Court reboot. That's that's the extent of your legal knowledge. Oh, my goodness. You may explain a little something, something, something. Okay? What? The problem with this, this has been going back for a while, okay? Now, uh, all these famous creations, and not, not just superheroes, but all famous creations. Sherlock Holmes goes through this. Peter Pan was a special case under British law. But uh, Tarzan and Conan and Superman, Spider-Man, blah, 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 okay? They were all... Well, I take that back. Not Tarzan, not Conan. The the writers actually retained rights to them. But for the ones that came through, like Marvel, DC, some other mainstream entertainment thing, like Warner Brothers, like Disney, like Universal, their works for hire. And that's a particular legal term. Basically, they're saying when the creator signs his paycheck, Basically, he's saying, this is all the payment I'm going to get for what I created. It's a work for hire. I work for, Steve Ditko worked for Marvel. Therefore, Marvel had uh, Steve Ditko in a work for hire relationship. Steve Ditko created the look of Spider-Man. Okay, He's the one who developed the red and blue union suit. He's the one who came up with the gangly teenager. He's the one who came up with the way the webs work and all this other stuff. Stan Lee would sit there and come up with the plots and stuff, and Steve Ditko would finish fleshing out the, the scripts. But it was all under a work-for-hire basis. That was the way the industry worked back then. The entire entertainment industry worked under a work-for-hire system. That would start to change in the 70s 
when Steven Spielberg started coming up, and he was like, uh, I'm not just going to give Universal all the rights to Jaws from now on. Next time, I'm going to pay close for attention. I want a piece, I want to own a piece of what I do. George Lucas is the one who really revolutionized the work for higher concept because 20th Century Fox was offering him a flat fee for Star Wars. He's like, no, I'll tell you what, I'm going to take a much smaller payout, but I want to own a percentage of Star Wars going forward. This is why Disney bought Fox to get that ownership equity into Star Wars because Fox owned, I can't even remember what the percentages are, some some Jedi out there will tell me for sure, but 20th Century Fox owned a piece of it and Lucasfilm owned the rest, okay? It was George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and that generation back in the 70s who started changing the way people owned these intellectual properties. Suddenly, it what suddenly you couldn't just get Marv Wolfman and George Perez to walk into DC Comics and revamp New Teen Titans and not expect them them not expecting something a taste further down because they saw George Lucas captured lightning in a bottle with Star Wars and he's owned a percentage of every single dime made off of Star Wars ever since. A bunch of it went into George Lucas's pocket. This is what Image Comics came out of. Image, DC and Marvel were still trying to push work for hire, so a bunch of the really popular artists got together and created their own publisher called Image Comics, where they could own their own creations. So Todd McF Image Comics does not own Spawn. Okay? Image Comics does not own does not own Spawn. Todd McFarlane owns Spawn. Image Comics does not own The Walking Dead. Robert Kirkman and I uh, can't remember his artist right off the top of my head, but he's from Cynthiana too. They uh, they own the rights to The Walking Dead, and they Image handles the licensing. You knew Robert Kirkman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. knew that. I can't think of his name. Always Tony something. Always to go up there and see the mural. Yeah, Tony something was his, the artist's name. Anyway. So, seeing all of that, it's been the survivors of mainly Jerry Siegel. Joe Schuster, those are the two creators of Superman. Joe Schuster's family, not they weren't as heavily involved. Jerry Siegel's family got involved, his survivors. And they insisted that they owned part of Superman. They wanted to take Superman away from DC Comics. Well, Warner Brothers, said, which owns DC, said, Nuh-uh, that ain't happening. They hired their own lawyer, who is well-versed in this intellectual property thing. And those two got... So, it was Warner's lawyer, and it was uh, Siegel's lawyer, who got into a big brouhaha. And at the end of the day, DC, Warner Brothers, persevered, because it was work for hire. It was explicitly stated, even in, 19, in the 1930s when they did it, it was explicitly stated... DC, to save face because their entire fan base was ready to just gouge their eyes out for treating their, the Superman creator so poorly, DC, to save face, gave special credit to Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. And I believe, and so to this day, it says created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, published by special arrangement with the Jerry Siegel family. That's just a nice little extra bit of yada yada that they put in to placate the survivors. And they 
they probably kicked in some an extra little settlement to to make them happy and pay their bills and stuff and make them go away. What we're seeing now is Steve Didko. He's the artist on Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, the first artist. He's the one who created the visual looks. He's the guy who created the Eye of Agamotto and all these other things. Steve Ditko went and hired Jerry Siegel's family's lawyer, the guy who represented them. So now Steve Ditko is dead. His family is now represented by the same guy who represented Jerry Siegel's family. Larry Lieber is Stanley's little brother. He was responsible for a lot of the stuff that has to do with Iron Man and the Avengers and a bunch of other guys. He's, he's picked up the banner and he's been trying to carry on the fight that Stan Lee started because they're trying to fight the work for hire thing. Okay. Problem is, they, Steve Ditko and Larry Lieber, they, they are represented by the same lawyer who lost the lawsuit for Jerry Siegel. Disney has retained the lawyer who kicked that lawyer's butt that DC had hired. So now Marvel... Marvel is now represented by DC's IP lawyer to go kick the butt of the guy who represented Jerry Siegel's family and lost that case. Whether Marvel, Disney might just save face and just throw them a token payment, maybe give them a, make sure they get a little extra credit, their name appears a little bit bigger whenever the credits roll or something. They're not going to be getting Jack Bupkis, to be honest. Because one more thing you need to remember... Right now, copyright says that a creation is owned by the creator or by the firm that owns it for 95 years. Life of the creator plus 90, well, no, it was supposed to be life of the creator. Then it turned into life of the creator plus 35. Now it's 95 years, okay? Mm -hmm. The reason it, the copyright law is now 95 years is because of Disney. Okay, Disney is the one who, well, I was going to say they bribed Congress, but that would be actionable. Disney would never bribe anybody, but they made sure to donate heavily to the re-election campaigns of Congress, sitting members of Congress, and then they enabled the renewal of uh, copyright, and then they extended the copyright, and it's because of Disney that it's now 95 years. That's why Mick, they're getting ready to go through this all over again because Mickey's hitting that 95th birthday. So Disney's going to have to go out and buy a whole bunch of new congressmen now. Uh, wow. So to speak, metaphorically. That's crazy. So I don't give... So sorry for Steve Ditko and Larry Lieber's families, but I really don't think they stand much of a snowball's chance in a blast furnace here. But still... Wish them all the luck in the world. Like I said, at the very best, they're going to get the Jerry Siegel treatment, which is where it's published by Special Arrangement. And to be honest, comic books are probably going to disappear in this country within the next 10 years anyway. Oh, don't say that. Sorry, but... No, don't say Marvel, that. Well, I'll say this. Marvel and DC will probably disappear within the next 10 years as publishing firms because they just don't want to do it. So... So, hey, there's there's a downbeat thing for you. Upbeat, you can buy it. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it. And then, and then, like, keep distributing comics, and then when comics become a big thing again, which, what happens? It all comes back in a circle, right? Mm-hmm. 
and then you'll be sitting on top and they'll be like damn it we shouldn't have done that we should have sold it we shouldn't have yeah whenever i published that first comic book and then 10 years from now everybody's like whoa that first issue is worth like four kajillion dollars of course four kajillion dollars is also the cost of a big mac at mcdonald's because we've been taxing and spending into oblivion yes. but anyway we don't do politics on this podcast anymore or any less I really do need to start setting up the... I need to go back and refresh the Rumble account because that's the only place I can actually do my chore of duty podcasts and get away with it. I can't, I, can't even, I can't even do the chore of duty on YouTube or Facebook anymore. They'll gank me. So I, I don't even bother. So I have to get them up on Rumble sometime. It's because if, it's, if, if you speak the truth, that's when they're like, Oh, no, you can't be doing that. That's false information. Hey, Chris. What's, what's my favorite hobby? Speaking truth to power. That's right. Anyway, that is a hobby for me. <laughs> Anywho, so that's all your new stuff. I noticed you. Yes, that is. You kicked the, I, your I, notes to the curb. I looked really hard, and like there was really nothing much. Well, a couple of things broke loose here in the past couple of days. Uh, okay, going over to Doctor Who. <laughs> Russell T. Davies is back. Okay, Russell T. Davis is the the guy who, he was a super fan. He was a writer back in the day, and he was a super fan of Doctor Who. Really, really loved Doctor Who. And BBC wanted to work with this guy because he's a really good writer. And he's like, look, I'll work with you if I can bring back Doctor Who. And BBC was like, you want to start the money press again? Okay, thank you. And so he started the money press again with Christopher Eccleston and, and got the ball rolling back in 2005 with the new Doctor Who. Which did just fine up until not too long ago, a few years ago. Russell was getting a little worn out because he had been doing Doctor Who for like 15 years solid as their showrunner. He wanted to move on. And so uh, he steps down, somebody else steps in. Think. It's been a while since I read this story. Anyway, we've right now we've got Chris Chibnall, who is like the worst Doctor Who writer ever, and whoever Rainbow Bright is, where it flying the colors right now. I can't think of her name right now either, nor do I care. So anyway, but uh, so he's he's back. He's trying to get the. Uh, Trying to get Doctor Who back off the ground, so but it won't be till 2023, because Chibnall and and Rainbow Bright still have their <laughs> they still have their season to do, and that that'll take up the year 2022. So Rainbow Russell Bright. T Davies will will be taking over Doctor Who in in 2023, just in time for the 60th anniversary. So I know who should play Doctor Who. Idris Elba. <laughs> that's the I answer. Know two people that, that is every that is every Yank's answer to any kind of sci-fi speculation or heroic speculation. And James Bond is like, yeah. oh, interesting. There, he'll he'll do it. <laughs> he he'll be. It's a whole other thing. I mean, who in the world wants to see James Bond? You want to see James Bond bed somebody? I mean, I know that uh, I know that lesbianism is a fetish and stuff, and it has its place, I guess. Bunch of sick, twisted freaks. <laughs> but it really, who wants to see? Who wants to see Jane Bond 
seducing some dude. Who wants to see that? Maybe 15 Karens online, the, the ones who shriek oh. the loudest as the SJW That's Greek scary. chorus. Yeah. Anyway, who, was, who are you thinking to play Doctor Who? Well, I was thinking of the dude from uh, Sliders and the Indiana Jones movies. Because he kept on saying uh, Davis all the time. <laughs> so I was like thinking of him. What's his name? Davis something. Sorry, something Davis. Oh, I know who you're talking about. But, but I was like, you know what? He's always cracked me up. I, I think he would be great. Ra raised, raised Davis? Raised Davis? Yeah, Reese, John Reese Davis. I John think Reese Davis. Uh, yeah, John Reese Davis. Now, uh, yeah, actually, he probably would be pretty cool. As a, I like he would. The way he looks, he's not as big as he used to be. So he used to be one of the bigger guys in in Hollywood up until he did. Uh, he's he was the lead dwarf on uh, uh, Lord of the Lord Rings. Of the Rings. Yeah. He gets around. Yeah, I think he could probably fit fit in pretty well as Doctor Who. Yeah, I think he would be great, or at least like one of his uh, proteges. That follow him around, you know. Mm. I I think he would be perfect, and he is he is British, right? Is he yes. British? Oh, okay. I think he's British. <laughs> oh, was, yes, like, he's he's Welsh actually. He's Welsh. So, so yeah, I mean that explains the name Reese, R H Y S. That's a Welsh name. Anything with too many consonants, not enough vowels, that's Welsh most likely. He's always been very likable. I mean, ever since I first watched him in uh, Indiana Jones. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is, but I like him. And then Sliders came along. I'm like, hey, that's the dude from Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. He was born in 1944, like, so he's pushing 80. And he doesn't even he, look. Yeah, he, like, he'd, he'd probably do it. But. It would be great. Anyway. So hopefully another another couple of years we'll get, maybe we'll get some grown-ups back in charge of the planet. <laughs> after the after the after the twenty twenty two elections and we get rid of Rainbow Who and and get some grown ups back in charge of some things. Um, speaking of Who, Who what? Have you watched uh, any more episodes of uh, What If? What was the last What If episode? Remind me of it because I think I saw it. But then I saw the first episode of Star Wars Visions after that. And I have that, not that watched chased that. Yet. Now the last "What If" was about uh, Thor being the last child. Yes, Thor or being the only, only child. child. That was hilarious, and it went exactly the way I figured. Especially seeing Loki as a frost giant, that was hilarious. But uh, and seeing <laughs> Thor as a party party boy, a pretty party boy too. But of course, they just had to insert Captain Marvel up in it. But yeah, just had yeah. to, and she had to. But I did like the the little way they snuck in the little dig on her because when Thor when Thor's mom finally shows up and is about to tell him, and it's laying the smackdown on him that he better get things straightened up. Yeah. Then Captain Marvel peeks over her shoulder, go gives him a little yan yan look like she's six. Yeah, I I love I love how how it ended with the whole, like, everybody's afraid of the mother. <laughs> that was hilarious. Frigga. Uh, Captain, you should always be afraid of Frigga. I'm not really, like, I still don't like Captain Marvel, but I was trying to, I was like, WTF moment. When she came down and tried to be, like, s snarky and was like, 
uh, called him White Snake, and I'm like, uh, wait. I actually popped for that one. That was. I good. was just like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> uh, she's been gone for 30 years, dude. But she left like, back in what? the 80s. She remembers White Snake being the, the guy, the hair band with, uh, uh, <laughs> with Tawny Katan writhing, writhing all over their, their car. I was just like, uh, wow. She, remember, okay. Captain Marvel's going to shake her ass all over the hood of White Snake's car. So, anyway. Did she say that? No, that was Bowling for Soup. Oh, oh. <laughs> Shoot. Just, uh, I keep pitching them, they keep beating you in the head there, son. Anyway. Jeez. <laughs> I haven't of, seen the anime Star Wars yet. I, I've been wanting I, to. I just told her, I didn't know it was airing so soon. They've got nine up. I've seen the first one. They got nine up? They have nine episodes oh, up. I've so only gotten to see the one. I've only gotten to see the first one. We'll we'll review them next week. Now the first one, I gotta admit, gives that it's fourteen minutes long. Okay. The th here's the thing about Star Wars Visions. They take the Star Wars universe and the concepts and stuff, they gave them to like seven different legendary anime producers and said tell us a star wars story so which they should that's which they should which is yeah <laughs> it's, it's freaking awesome but uh looking at that very first one and i cannot i have got to start taking notes on these damn things when i see them because i cannot remember uh to be honest if i had this very first episode of star wars visions should have been episode seven that's how good this episode was. Wow. Because you're seeing a, a picture of the picture from it now. It was actually, uh, let me see all these seasons. The Duel. That's the first one. Uh, it gets 8.6 stars on IMDb. It absolutely deserves it. It's one of the best Star Wars stories I have seen in ages and ages. I would actually put this episode above uh, Return of the Jedi. Wow. It's like episode six. It is really friggin' good. Especially the ending. Because nobody knows what in the world to expect because this this match is not, this match between a Sith Master and a Jedi Master is not what anybody's expecting. So, it is hilarious. I haven't seen Tatooine Rhapsody or the Twins or anything yet, but it's... See, I I mean, I got excited because it's anime, and I love anime. And just so you guys know, okay, if you don't know the difference between cartoon and anime, there's a huge, big difference, all right? Anime is more like real beautiful artwork drawn so well that it looks lifelike, but like put in like a poetry form of, Beautiful art. I don't know. That's the best way I can explain anime. Because it's just like, holy cow. It's it's a different way of storytelling. And you're seeing a lot of people in the West exploiting anime. That's where that's where the Cowboy Bebop live action remake comes. Which I'm taking yes. personally, Netflix. <laughs> if they mess it up, yeah. Oh, if they mess that up, I'll be I will be on Netflix's case. I don't even watch Cowboy Bebop, but I know oh, what the so I know what the main character's name is, so Oh yeah. Spike. But I don't even 
My problem is the only place I can find Cowboy Bebop or I can watch it is on Tubi, and I cannot find dubbed episodes there. They, they, Tubi, oh, I love you, Tubi, but by golly, will you stop caving in to all these purists who are saying, it has to be subtitled or it's just wrecking the whole thing. Shut up, you namby-pamby little ninja. I would boots. suggest Hulu because... I don't have a Hulu subscription oh. anymore. Uh... I don't have a Netflix subscription anymore. I'll try to find it for you. Hey, here's here's a state really here's good. a state of the stream right now. I have subscriptions to BritBox and Acorn TV. I think it's about it. <laughs> I have gotten rid of everybody else. I don't even bother. I don't even have an Amazon Prime membership anymore. I got rid of it. I started out like when it came to anime, it was like. What really got me hooked into it is because I had a friend that was really into anime. And he had a huge wall of collection of stuff that was made in like 80s, 90s. That doesn't even get talked about now. Um, but he started showing me Trigun was the first one. And I'm like, wow, this is really good. And then he showed me Full Metal Alchemist. And then, <laughs> then from Full Metal Alchemist came oh, Cowboy Bebop. Wolf Rain and Samurai Chimplu. And I was like, what is this world? It's <laughs> just like, what is this? And you know what the hilarious part is? What? That was Warner Brothers bringing all that stuff in. Okay, this wasn't Funimation. I mean, Funimation was involved in distributing and, and all that stuff. But it was, it was Adult Swim that mainstreamed it. Okay, on Cartoon Network. It was Adult Swim because... Warner didn't want to keep paying for new shows out of the Hanna Barbera library, so, so no more, no more Harvey Birdman attorney at law for us. No, no. But then they, they got the little, uh, little starship pilot to serve as their mascot on Toonami, yeah. and Toonami was the anime central. Toonami, and then, yeah. and then Warner got too cheap to even pay for Toonami, so basically the whole crew just went over to. Adult Swim and started showing hours and hours of anime every night, and everybody's like, "Okay." And then, so that's why that's where people started finding out about Cowboy Bebop and that's Samurai Champloo and a bunch of all these other things. If 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 you guys have never, if anybody out there has never watched any type of anime, trust me, you need to get a hold of just the right ones. Don't listen to people say, "Oh." Pokemon, Naruto, and all that stuff. <laughs> don't don't do that. Find the rare ones where the story is unlike anything you have ever heard. If you want to start somewhere, start with the manga and start with Lone Wolf and Cub. Oh, Lone Wolf. And Cub. Because and here's oh. the reason why. If you in, if you fell in love with the Baby Yoda show, aka the Mandalorian, but we all know it's really called the Baby Yoda show. <laughs> that is a straight. I swear to you, straight ripoff of Lone Wolf and Cub, from beginning to end. It's a straight ripoff. They, they Disney didn't even leave the little basket laying around because they turned that into a little tech thing. So that's Lone Wolf and Cub. So, I wish I could find that. I'll oh. tell you what, Happy Hogan certainly learned from the best. Disney knows how to rip people off and get away with it because they've been doing this for years, man. But uh, but even Happy Hogan was able to rip off 
learned how to rip off from the best. So, so that that is so if you're if you're wanting to figure out what this whole anime manga thing is, start with the manga and start with Lone Wolf and Cub. It's a great introduction into into Japanese storytelling, and it there is some dialogue in it, but it's not as not as dialogue heavy as, as I remember as most of the things are. So that'll help you learn how to how to do it, and then. Go check out the Dark Horse Library. They tend to have the really, really good stuff. And you can also check out a lot of good movies. Like Studio Ghibli does a lot of great movies. Oh, yeah. Studio Ghibli. Now, the thing is, Studio Ghibli, they're celebrating their anniversary. So they've got a bunch a bunch of Studio Ghibli's anime movies are being re-released to theaters oh as part goodness. of the Fathom events. So, look are... up, so go to fathomevents.com and look up G-H-I-B-L-I. And you will find a whole list of great anime movies you should watch. And that yes. one's family-friendly and very Westerner-friendly because it's kind of like anime with the trading wheels on a little bit. Yes, I mean, my it, favorite one... You, you don't want to start the you don't want to start your six-year-old off with Akira, okay? No. no. <laughs> so do not do that. Even this white boy knows you don't no, start no, little no, kids that off that with Akira. No. That one freaked me out when I was little. I was just like, or with One what? Punch Man. You don't want, you no. don't want to start a six year old off one, with no. One Punch Man. Uh, yeah, there's some really violent ones out there. You yes, they are. Stay away from. Them. But yeah, like I mean, Howl's Moving Castle. Mine is Spirit of the Way. Oh, I love Spirit of the Way. That's so good. Oh, and one more thing. Like again, if you like The Mandalorian, you should check out Lone Wolf and Cub. But if you want to know. What anime is really like? Check out Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. If you haven't checked oh, it out yet, yes. that is extremely influenced yeah. by, by anime. They use a lot of anime techniques. They actually have an anime character in it, but it's it it you it pulled a lot out of Japanese animation. And there's there's a reason why that movie became as big as it did. Yes. Because like, even I like that every, movie. Everybody watched that movie was like. This was awesome. I can, I can, I still to this day say the best Spider-Man movie was Spider-Man Two with Doc Ock, and the second best was Into the Spider-Verse, and that was real, real close for me. That they're almost tied for yes. first. Um, but man, 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 there is one thing that I really wish they would do anime of, and I've been begging this. I will, oh, wish they would do it. DC. The Justice League anime. And if you don't want to do Justice League, at least do Batman. They've done Batman anime. Not Batman anime. Batman anime. We're talking about shorts. I'm talking I, about a full series of of Now hold on a darn minute. What? I know. They've done at least one film. Well, for that matter, Batman the animated series is basically a westernized anime. But I could have sworn they did at least Batman Ninja no, that by Junpei one, yeah, Mizusaki. Now nah, that ain't really, that, that ain't was, really anime. But. That was, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like it wasn't good enough. I'm talking about an actual anime series, you know? Like, yeah. Because ever since they did that, uh, what were they called? DC Shorts. Yeah, where he I, was taking on those. Catwoman and Bane, and he would like disappear, turn into a bunch of bats, and just fly around and then mm -hmm. reappear. I was like, that is amazing, the most amazing thing I've probably have ever seen. And I was like, I want more. There was Gotham Knight, that was more of a collection of of short films by anime studios. But 
Although it, yeah, I think that actually had, uh, I think, that, yeah, that actually had Kevin Conroy in there as Bruce Wayne and Batman, which, of course, instantly gave it all the credit in the world. But anyway, <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, if, so if you liked The Mandalorian and you liked Into the Spider-Verse, then yeah, you should, you should probably spend your, the cold winter months blooming ahead and just start start gorging on some anime when you get the chance. Again, suggest Studio Ghibli stuff. Definitely Samurai Chimplu, Cowboy Bebop, and Fullmetal Alchemist. And a good place to start is Tubi. T-U-B-I, because they have a decent they have a pretty good select. They're all subtitled instead of dubbed, but you'll have to sit there and pay attention to it, folks. Sorry. But at least you can find them there. I, I do know Cowboy Bebop's there. And I think Lupin, Lupin the Third's over there too, isn't he? You know, I keep seeing this stuff on... I don't even know who he is. Because I think it's, what, French? It, it's, it's an anime about a French thief. Yeah. I keep on seeing this, but I'm like, where can I watch this at? Because it's like... I, I'm no, 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 wait. These... That's on Pluto TV. That's on their anime channel. You can find it on their on-demand half. Mm -hmm. Go to their on-demand on half, and you should be able to find it over there. See, oh, is there a TV series? Uh, I'm talking about no, I think it was a series a of movies. Yeah, it was a series of movies. See, there's a movie out, or has came out, or is already out, or something. And I'm like, it looks good. It looks funny. There's even a live-action one that I want to see. And it actually got me confused, because when that stuff came out, there was a... Uh, one with uh, Idris Elba that's, that has uh, Lupin or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, is that based off of the... Like, I don't know. So that there was, was a bunch of stuff. That no, was I Monkey didn't. Punch who did that. Mm -hmm. And he passed away not too long ago. But he, he was supposed to be the grandson of uh, uh, Arsène Lupin, the, uh, the gentleman thief. Mm -hmm. It was in a bunch of French novels. And apparently Monkey Punch was a fan of that novel. And... Came up with the grandson, Lupin oh. the Third. So that's that's what, the movie. That's it's called Lupin the Third. Right. Is what the movie is. Nineteen seventy-seven to nineteen eighty. So that's that's loads of fun. But See, that's there's a new TMS. one that literally just came out, though. Mm -hmm. I believe you. And I keep seeing that one everywhere, and I'm like, I want to watch this because it looks funny. <laughs> it's on it's on Netflix. So I'll give it a shot. And for that matter, Lupin the Third, The Legend of the Gold of Babylon is on YouTube. If you want to look for that, The Castle of Cagliostro is on Voodoo if you want to pay for it. <laughs> Amazon has the complete first series available. It's also on Crunchyroll. It I is $35 on DVD on from Amazon. So, that's from Viz, I think. So, yeah. So there you go. Didn't think we would wind up diving into the anime, anime like this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, well, all right, Chris, you got any last words you want to put in there? Yeah, that's pretty much it. And uh, the last thing I'm going to say is that uh, WWE put out a woke wrestler this past Monday night on Raw. He was going to come out and he was going to just establish social justice in the ring. And the ring was going to be his safe space. 
And he lasted about 18 seconds. Oh, was that that Chris dude? Yeah, and then WWE's already yanked the character. Because <laughs> apparently they've been getting roasted because WWE's kind of kind of a conservative company. So they... <laughs> I, I heard there was something about that because they were talking to uh, John Cena about it. And they was like, how do you feel about how Chris's allegations or something? Something about how when he came out gay and all that stuff and he was let go... And John Cena was like, no, he, he just wasn't good. <laughs> like, he was just not good. No, that, that was somebody else. But <laughs> Oh, that was, some, oh, that that was, was somebody else. else but oh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. And no, anyway. he wasn't really that good. But anyway. <laughs> so if you're done, Chris, I'm done, Chris. We're both done, Chris. This show is done, Chris. <laughs> Until next time, Spike, Chris, show, and we will see you all later hasty banana everybody hasty banana that's that's the closest i'm ever going to get to be able to speak spanish that (laughs) and the the taco bell menu (laughs) ta y'all